Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Board Game Mechanics. I'm Katie, and with me, as always, is... Hey, everybody, what's going on? It is Jason. I know, I know, we've been slacking, and you all have been so nice and um, supportive in the chat about, well, we'll be here whenever you guys give us an episode, and I really appreciate that. Um, It's the end of the semester for me. So I have research papers, final grades to turn in, uh, and I have, you know, a ton of students. So it's been a lot, a lot of craziness for me. So I apologize. I will totally take the blame for us not getting out a weekly episode. Yeah. And like like we said at the beginning of the year, we're trying to do it every week, but it'll happen when it happens. That's kind of where we're going to uh, shift it to right now. Well, we we used to have a really great like schedule we had like this time that just worked perfectly our kids were busy um away from the house and we had time to record we just don't have that schedule set up anymore (laughs) because everything changed so yeah um we're working on it working on it that's true going into the office to work is a real buzzkill (laughs) yeah um i definitely have a lighter teaching load this summer um and possibly a couple different new job opportunities uh, for me. So it may change. We may be able to find a, a new rhythm somehow or a different one. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We will We will figure it out. We. I promise. I've been trying to sort it through my brain. What's the best way to take care of it? So um, I don't have a good answer yet, but we'll see. We can do an AI podcast. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like the vocals would probably be better. I, I'm sure I sound, I feel like I sound really scratchy and nasally right now because my allergies are kicking my butt. I don't think it's, I don't think it sounds like weird. So you're good. Okay. I just feel like I don't sound like my usual self. Also, I've been staying up way too late watching Stanley Cup hockey. Like I, and I don't even have a team. Like, the Blue Jackets are kind of local, our home team, and I root for them, but they stink because, like, most Ohio teams, they don't pony up the money to keep good players, but we're a small market team. What can I say? Um, But it's, like, good hockey, like, good hockey happening. Like, so I'm just rooting for all kinds of teams just for fun. There's been some really good games. Um, It's been awesome. But I've been staying up way too late because it's all West Coast teams that play into like overtime. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you need to go to bed. You have things to do in the morning. I don't. I stay up and watch hockey. Best part of it, no Pittsburgh team. Sorry, Scott. That's true. I do hate Pittsburgh teams, which like I like the Boston Bruins, but they have the same colors. So as the Penguins, so it kind of upsets me for a little bit. And I'm like, no, that's not the Penguins. (laughs) Don't get mad. Don't get mad. It's cool. It's cool. We like Boston. Anyway, that's enough about hockey and my pathetic excuses for my busy life. Let's talk about some news and kick off this episode. So my news this week is come Kickstarter. I only grabbed two um, just because, I don't know, there's some, there's some stuff that appears interesting at first and then I get into it and I'm like, hey, I don't know. So the two I picked out today really intrigued me. Uh, and I think maybe you might like him too. So my first one, as soon as Jason saw the name, he's like, oh, that's totally right up your alley. And he is right. And this game is called Taiwan Night Market. So it's from TBD Games, which I think is a really cool name. Um, and it's a, a game company, a publisher of Taiwan. And in Taiwan Night Market, it is uh, an auction game. So you are bidding to get locations in the night market for stalls. So you don't know what the stalls are at first, which I think is interesting. Like you... I haven't quite figured that out, but they you auction off five locations around, and the cool thing is like, they're the auction things that go out. They have numbers on there, so you put your player pieces down on what number you want to bid, use to bid, and but the the auction cards go on the locations in the market where you're going to set up your stall. So, um, and then there's these customers that come out. They're hidden customers. I don't know if you know what they do. I still haven't figured that out. So you pick a secret customer. You don't uh, for the round. I don't think you know what kind of customer they are, which makes this like real crazy 
from what I c- can tell. So then you bid for stall locations. There's two rounds of bidding. And then if you win the bid, you pay for location. And then you follow the turn order to determine which type of stalls to build. I'm not sure how the, that works. I, it looks like there's a little flag that lists um, like different types of stalls. And I don't know if you follow that. I'm not sure. Anyway, that determines what kind of stall you put out. If it's like a mochi stand or a donut stand. I don't know. I don't know what types are. Snack. Oh, food, drinks, dessert, or snacks. Read. And then there's like a business phase. So then you reveal which customer you picked, right? And they go on, like each customer has their own entry point. And they like follow the track through the market. And if they come to a stall that matches the color, like the the type they like, like there may be like a customer who's like, ooh, I really want drinks. So they will go into the first drink stall they encounter um, or until they get to like the next entry point on the map. So you get three bucks for each customer that enters your stall. And if you like have like two or more adjacent stalls of the same stall type, you can like get extra money that way too. So like there's some really like interesting strategy in this. Also... The player markers are little cat heads, and that's adorable. Then there's like a cleanup phase. You get, oh, you choose what your customer is going to be. Refill your hand back to four customers. So, oh, okay, okay, okay. And adjust the player order based on the number of stalls. Oh, you must choose based on your player order. See, if I actually read the Kickstarter, I'd know so much more. The thing is, the artwork is really cool. Um, like determining your customer. Uh, there's these really great lanterns. The artwork for the different stalls is super cute. Like it's little cats running all these stalls. Uh, the shaped wooden meeples that are cat heads. I mean, super, super cute. I, if you like auction bidding, like this seems like a really fun theme to put on top of that. So check out Taiwan Night Market. There's six days left in that Kickstarter by the time this drops. And it's 42 bucks for the base game. Uh, there's a game from Talent Strikes called Night Market, which feels right. sounds an awful lot like this one. People are coming to your stalls, you're selling them food. Um, yeah, I mean, you know who's coming. But do you, but do do you bid for that? I, I haven't played it in so long. I think you're not. I really, never played it. I always wanted to because I thought it looked good. Yeah, you're, I don't think you're bidding. I think you're. Uh, you might. I think at the beginning you're going around to these different like chefs during the day. To acquire different foods and rights to set up stalls, and then at night you're going to be setting up those stalls in certain patterns and trying to get people to come visit your your stall to score points. Uh, it sounds similar. This one sounds maybe a little more, a little deeper, maybe. But hmm. yeah, it's a cool theme, and I, I like the theme, so this one's probably pretty good. Yeah, I think it looks good. Uh, my next one is one that Jason probably is not going to like. It is a cooperative um, game that kind of is almost set up like a, I think it looks like a dungeon crawl in some ways. And this game is called Weirdwood Manor. Try saying that five times fast. Uh, So Weirdwood Manor is where you, it can be, you can play it solo. Or um, I think it plays, there's six different characters you can be, but I think it only plays up, oh, one to five. Okay. So it's cooperative, and you are in this manner. You choose um, a fae that you're going to fight against. There's like three different ones. Uh, Whoever you are, you have special powers. You have your own unique cards as well um, to help you work within the manner and also fight against the fae. Each one of them has its own card deck and its own like win condition or defeating condition, I mean. The interesting thing about this is on your turn, you're going to play an action card from your hand and you play it into a time of day slot. So there's like morning, afternoon, evening, and night. And so when you go to take your turn, time gets updated on the board. So like this is really cool, like Rondell type of board where time moves around and so you can get into certain rooms in this manner at certain times, which I think is super intriguing, right? Um And you only have 12 days of game time to defeat the monster. So you want to be like efficient in using these times um, to get stuff done because you've only got 12 days. And when you're laying your cards out, they have like half icons on the sides. So if you lay one next to another, 
um, in a slot so you can get that bonus, but it might burn away more time by doing that. Uh, but like that just moves the meter around, open and closes paths, which I think is really cool. Um, and you can like, so you can travel along in your turn, um, trying to figure out where you want to go versus the actions that you want to take on the card. So like the card, you update the time and then you resolve the actions on the card, like in any order you want. Uh, so like you can do all these different actions that'll help you. And then there's also actions that can be found in rooms in the manor that you can get to. So they can kind of like, like combo together. Um, there's resources to get that you can manage and use. Um, you need battle dice so that you can fight these baddies, you know, and there's escalating costs for those. You can get companions to help you besides the people that are like fighting with you cooperatively. So they give you extra abilities and stuff. There's powers, you're battling. You also like level up experience points, level up your character, grow stronger, unlock um, some like powerful one-time abilities. And then like your monster will act and do some things, moving time in the game as well. Um, doing kind of their own monster thing, which is all different depending on which one you choose. The art and the board look freaking phenomenal. Like it's really cool looking. I that's what drew me to it. I'm like, dang, because this isn't even really sort of my bag. Like I've I'll play some like this, Jason won't though, so we don't have a lot of games like this. Um, but they also have books. How did I just not see that? There's like a weird wood manor trilogy. Oh man, I'm I'm getting into the books. The first one, Thieves of Weirdwood. Well, well, well. Like real books or like written by the person who made the game? I don't know. Um, It's the story of the characters in the game. They've got like actually a quote from the Artemis Fowl creator, which that's pretty big. Hmm, cool. I'm gonna have to check that out. I'll report back on that, by the way. Now I just saw that. But you've got like this puzzle cut, like folded board that's a circle. And then you've got these corridor rings um, and there's like these room tiles and those kind of get set up differently every time. So you've got all these different possible replayabilities. You've got these really cool characters. The player boards look awesome. Um, I just think it sounds stinking cool. Like I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by this. Uh, so if you like maybe dungeon crawls with a twist, if you like boards that move, if you like some good co-ops, good artwork, check this sucker out. Weirdwood Manor. 11 days left on that Kickstarter, and it's 61 bucks for the standard edition. Yeah, I've been seeing ads on this all over Facebook, and the board does look really cool. I think I told you earlier, it looks like a, a Return to Dark Tower, like the round, uh, round board mm-hmm. and all that deal. Uh, I'm not opposed. This one doesn't sound as bad as I was thinking it was going to be. It sounded kind of <laughs> kind of cool, um, but yeah, it's it's not my jam. But it does it would would look sweet at the table. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I am checking it out. I wonder if they. It seems like they built the game off of this book series. It's like a young adult book series. Oh, that's cool. Like uh, Jamie did with that art and scythe and all that stuff. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> well, that's all I have for news. I'm going to be busy researching this book. All right. So let's talk about a few games that we played. We've played a lot, but, you know, I'm going to save some for another time. Um, but the first game we're going to talk about is actually a game we've had for a really long time and never played. I don't know why I got it. And I just didn't feel interested in it. But our friend Chris brought it over, and it's called Herbaceous. And this is a game about planting different types of herbs in these different pots. And the way that you're going to do that is on your turn, you're going to flip a card. You're either going to put that card in your personal garden, or you're going to put it in the community garden. Then you're going to take another card off the top of the deck, and you're going to put it in the opposite location. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to get different types of herbs to be planted into one of these four different pots to score points. You're going to fill all four, but they're each going to score in different ways. One pot, you want to have all the same type of herbs. One pot, you want to have all different pairs of herbs. One pot, you want to have all different herbs. And then the flat, the glass pot, you want to have these special herbs that are worth extra points. They can only be planted in the one pot, and it's really nice. So on your turn, 
you if there's some plants some herbs out in the community um, garden or your private garden you can gather them up and plant them the trick here is you can only plant in each pot once so you're trying to you know push your luck a little bit hold off as long as you can until you get the perfect amount of cards to plant to score the most points and the game is over when the deck runs out or somebody or i think everybody's got all their pots filled up or something uh, it's super quick it's really fun it's easy to explain you can learn this game in 27 seconds it's that easy um and it's good and actually we, we played our little mini version with our friends brandon and his wife and it was still good so yeah uh that is herbaceous solid how do you feel about that i liked it um i it's too short like it makes me sad that it's so short yeah it, I is, wish, it is really short i wish there was just some way to extend it like i don't more cards or that you could cycle back through them or I, I don't know. Like it just, it goes too short, which is nice if you want, like it's, it's definitely one of those ones, especially our mini version that you could throw in a bag and take out while you're waiting for dinner or, you know, just killing some time somewhere like that. It's, it doesn't take up a ton of room and it just goes so fast um, that you could play a couple rounds and it's, it would be super easy. Um, I like it. Like the artwork is really pretty. Um, but yeah, it's so fast. But I guess that's a sign of a good game that I want, always want it to last longer. So yeah, it's good. one. It's one hundred percent a filler game for sure. Like you're not going to base a whole game night around <laughs> urbaceous. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, it is in the top one thousand on BGG though, so that's you know that says something. People mm. are into this little quick game. I guess so. It's good. So urbaceous, solid. Next game that we played is one of Katie's favorite themes, and. Ah. It's space. So we played a space game. Also, our friend Chris brought this over. And this is called Sovereign Skies. And this is a game where each player is taking on a different, like, faction. And what that really means is you have a different player ability and you have a different shape, ship, and different color. And you're moving your spaceship around this rondelle. More to come on that later. And you're going to be taking actions at these different locations. So on my turn, I can decide to move one space one or two spaces for free. Anything else that I want to move, I have to pay some energy. Or I can spend some energy and turn my ship around to start going the other way around the board. What you're trying to do is you're trying to get at these different locations and you're trying to get resource cards, which is how you're going to be um, recruiting new uh, like senators or something to come over and give you these awesome one-time abilities. And you're also trying to put little drop ships down on these planets because you want to have the majority on these different planets so you can build your space station i think is what it is so eventually you can activate it to score even more points so it's an area majority game sort of i mean you're not really booting anybody out but it's like a race to fill up with more of your stuff so you can build first because it's easier and each of the planets have two of the same actions you can put drop ships down or you can take a resource card but then every other planet has an individual action that's specific to that planet so some may let you activate your um your space stations some may let you recruit the senator some of them may let you turn in um some of those resource cards to like bribe a planet i forget what it's called but yeah there's a whole bunch of different actions you can take and it's pretty quick the game ends when a couple of stacks of points run out and that's it whoever has the most points after everything is said and done is the winner uh, I enjoy this. I like Rondell games. I like, I don't mind space as much, but this is, could have been any theme. It could have been moving your plow around a farm and planting soybeans and all that stuff, but they put it in space. It, it was fun. I liked it. It's really fast. Another fast one, maybe 45 minutes. You're just getting into it and then it's over. So that could be a con, but it didn't bother me that much. So how do you feel about this space game that you love so much? Mm, it was meh. I mean... Once I finally figured out what to do, like, I mean, it's not like it was hard. <laughs> the game was over. <laughs> yes, the game was over. And I was like, but wait, I just developed strategy. So I don't know if that means I should play it again now that I have a strategy, but it's space and I honestly don't care that much. Um, like the little rocket ship, little meeples were cool. And I had a good time playing with those. Um, but it's area control. And I don't like area control um, just because... It never works out for me. Like, I'll even, like, work hard to, like, strategize and be like, okay, yeah, I want to be here and do this. And it, no, I, I don't get anywhere. Someone always outbids or 
jump something at the last minute and it just never works out in my favor. Um, and it was space. I could have tolerated, you know, like putting ducks in different areas of a pond or something, but no, it had to be spaceships and crap. And I was like, hey, okay. Two strikes against you. So it wasn't like I hated it and I never want to play it again, but I was also like, eh, it's okay. Yeah, I liked it. I would play it again. My only issue with it was you're just getting into it and then it's over. Like, same kind of deal with Herbaceous. Like, you're just getting into it, you're figuring it out, you're getting some points, and then it's done. Yeah, but Herbaceous is like, it goes from like zero to 11. That's true. You're like, yeah. Okay, I'm, I got one pot. I'm like, oh, yeah, look at me, good points. And then it's like, oh my gosh, there's no more cards. Crap. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's a little more egregious on the uh, being over too early. Thing. Yeah, at least the Sovereign Skies, I was like, <laughs> okay, I get this. Oh, this is my last turn. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Moving on. All right, well, those are a couple games that we played. We will keep moving on. Okay, so in both the news and in games played, we have hinted at tonight's topic, and that is games with rondels. Uh, the reason why I picked this topic is because I got to talk about my favorite types of games, one of my favorite types of games mechanics, which is deduction. I love deduction, and Jason put up with it. And so one of Jason's favorite mechanics is a good rondel. And I thought, oh, yeah, I like rondels. And then I realized I could only name like two games I like that were rondels. So I realized I don't like rondels. <laughs> I was like, oh, dang, I don't. And then both BGG and Jason try to convince me that other types of games are rondels that are t- absolutely not. Because in the name rondel, it is alluding to round. So there are some honorable mentions that may, I will definitely blast because they are not at all freaking rondels. But we will save that because I made sure that the ones in our list are straight up legit rondels. So Jason, get us started with our games in the round. Yeah, so the, the our top four are definitely all rondels. When we get into the honorable mention, it gets a little hazy. Because, That's what I said. Yeah, I know, because Mancala and Rondell kind of get lumped together a little bit, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, so my number four is actually a game that Katie doesn't like, which is sad because it's an Asian theme and she loves Asian themes. And this is nothing but Rondell. It even has Rond in the name and it's Roundhouse. <laughs> uh, this is from Emperor S4, I believe. And this is a game that has t- dual Rondells. It has two layers of Rondells. It's this Roundhouse, hence the name. And you're moving these little workers around to take different actions. Now, I haven't played it for a long time because, again, nobody likes it. But I'm going to try to tell you what it is you're trying to get like different um types of jewelry and you're going to be um maybe getting money you're going to sell some goods to get money and score points and then you're going to be using that jewelry to give favor to the priest or something on this other board i think that's kind of what's going on but effectively you're moving your little pawns around the outside or you may take some stairs to go down to the inside of the house and each of the different plate like the inner and the outside of the house are going to do different things and allow you to get different things, uh, different types of actions and all that kind of thing. And then eventually you're going to get to the temple, which is this like extra layer that's on the board. And that's where you're going to be offering up your tributes or whatever. It's, it's super fun. It's kind of convoluted. It has some funky rules. I don't honestly know. I've played it three times and I don't know if I've actually played it correctly any of the times, which is not, you know, boding well for the game, but, I think I'm like 80% correct. So for me, that's pretty close. Even when I know how to play a game, I'm still about 80% correct. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a rondel, double rondel. And I like it. So my number four, Roundhouse. I want to like this because there used to be this TV show back on Nickelodeon in, I'd say, the early 90s, if I had to take a guess, called Roundhouse. And I... Every time we talk about this game, I sing the theme song to that show. Do you remember that show? No, I don't remember that at all. When life gets me so down, I know I can go down to where the music and the fun never ends. Oh, where the music keeps playing, you know what I'm saying. No. And I can always find a if friend. It's, if it's not Good Burger or all that or Salute Your Shorts. That's the roundhouse. 
Yeah. Uh, it was on know. before Good Burger, but probably in the same time as Slit Your Shorts. Um, and it was like, it was like, um, like what, um, what am I thinking? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I was about to say riveting. Yeah, <laughs> like a variety show kind of like they had like a music musical guest and oh, like skits you, and stuff. Yeah, I, I never heard of it. Okay, apparently according to a quick Google search, it was on from 1992 to 1996. So the fact that I remember that theme song so well from when I was like 10 years old. Yeah, that's that's when I was watching Nickelodeon too. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't remember. That I one. know. Okay, well, uh, anyway, um, this game is nothing like that. And it makes me really sad. And it's not good. I played it once and I was like, this game stinks. People who bad. like games will have to play it with me next time. Um, I like games. What's what? I'll get Scott I like good or games. somebody at a uh, run name, uh, Mike from Rundown Mechanics Con. He can play it with me. Sure. Go for it. My number four is a game Jason insists that he will never like. He never wants to play. Blah, blah, blah. That's not true. I said I would play it once. Just recently, you changed your tune, bucko. Let me point that out. Because previously, you're like, I don't want anything to do with that. This is ridiculous. This Kickstarter is ridiculous. I don't understand how people get it. I still still do think all that stuff about the Kickstarter for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But I played this game actually once, and it was really fun. And that is Return to Dark Tower. I did not play it initially, probably back in the days when Roundhouse was on TV. Uh, No, before that. (laughs) Before that, yeah. (laughs) When the other shows I like to watch were on TV, like Magna P.I., Macmillan and Wife, and Quincy. Um, this ha- the board is round and it surrounds the tower, right? And then you each you kind of have your own quadrant of the board, basically, where you've got a home base going on. Skulls spit out into random parts of the rondelle, and you are moving through it to to get to. I guess it depends on what adventure you're you're playing. I again I only played it once, and someone else set it up because it is a little like. It's technology-based now because the tower is controlled by, like, an app beyond me. Beyond me. That's how I'm glad someone else, like, directed the gameplay. I'm like, sure, whatever. Um, we played this with our, our – but I, play, I played this with our friend Tim's brother-in-law um, and a couple of guys from the board game Rundown. And, like, I was given a job by Tim's brother-in-law. And when he gives you a job, you do it. And so my job was to go in, like, you go into the dungeon, you go into the caves, and you find the stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's my job. Yes, sir. And I did. I was like, you know what? I'm not getting out of here. No, I'm not leaving until I find what I came for. And I was like, I'll throw everything I got at it. It's fine. It's fine. And we ended up winning. It was amazing. But you're moving around. Like, you can kind of see the other, like, areas of the round board. But you, you want to keep your area from getting, like, too crazy into mayhem because these baddies are, like, being spit out and bad stuff is happening. So you're trying to also accomplish, like, the overall mission without letting your piece of the pie, the round board, get out of control. Um, so the roundness of the board, I think, really goes with the game because it's, like, this area surrounding the tower. So you're like, okay, we got to control this and I'm going to kind of patrol my area and help you with your area if you're close, if your area gets overrun. Um, but it's really fun. It is like a dungeon crawler, but you're not in a dungeon. You're around a tower. Or sometimes you go in a dungeon, which that was my job in the mission we played. Um, but really cool. Like, the game is just cool anyway. The tower is awesome. Parts of it open up and stuff spits out. And it's got sound effects. And uh, you got minis out the wazoo, which, I mean, honestly... Not to sound like Jason, but I don't, they could be, I could take my little shoppers from Mall Madness and put them on this board and the game would be just as good, in my opinion. Yeah, you, I am rubbing off. (laughs) I didn't say cubes though. I said Mall Madness people. (laughs) That's fine. I'll allow that. That's fine. (laughs) So my number four Rondell game is Return to Dark Tower. And I would love to have another go at this. And Jason did say that he would be willing to try it. So when you're patrolling your area, is it like your own individual rondelle that you're moving around? No. It's like a slice of pie, basically, of the whole rondelle. Okay. I was just trying to figure out if you are actually moving around the board in a circle. Yeah, you can't. Because, like, the way the... Let me... I'm trying to... 
I mean, you could say that you jump. I hope in, I visualize it the right way. You could tell me anything that you want, and I'll believe you because I've never played the game. So, no, you don't. You, don't, I say stuff like this, and you don't believe me. You're like, well, let me conf- let me like call two men and have them confirm it. That's what you true. just said. I didn't say I wouldn't call the two men first. No, um, there's like diff. So there's these different like terrain types on the rondelle so you kind of move around them uh, and the different pieces are separated by rivers so you can end up in other people's section of the board oh yes you absolutely can okay all right all right it just uh sometimes makes sense like okay here's my home bases here so you can do like you have better actions in like the, your area if i remember correctly yeah um, i don't know anything about it so so yeah. that that helps if you kind of stay in that, but yes, there are absolutely times where you want to be with somebody else. You can trade stuff, um, move around to the, to that place, get to where like the different entrances are to things or where monsters pop up or whatever. Yeah. You're moving around all over. You're not just staying in your slice of the pie. Got it. All right. Yeah. I would want to try this. It's just so unbearably expensive. It's crazy. And no one around here has it that we know. That we play games with, so it's not one that's going to be easy to play for sure. That's true. That's true. All right. So my number three, uh, a rondelle is a part of it, but it's the basic gist of how you're taking actions. And that game is Merchants of the Dark Road. And uh, the rondelle is involved in this one. You're moving these carriages around to these. I think there's five different locations and you just keep moving around in circles to take the appropriate action of the intersection that you're in. You may get one, you may get two based on how you're taking dice off your player board. This is a game about trying to get different goods and passengers in your carriage or stagecoach, whatever to deliver them on the dark road. That's basically it to score points. Um, some dice rolling a little bit. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really good game, but, it does have a rondelle, and that's the, the core of moving around the board. So I had to include it on my list because it's a fantastic game. So my number three, Merchants of the Dark Road. I really like this game. I've heard some people be like, well, it's kind of clunky, and it's like the same thing every time. And I completely disagree. Um, I don't I, I don't understand. I don't understand any of those criticisms because I think it's just a really good game. And yes, you are moving because you're moving around. It's like you're a caravan. So your caravan's on a loop. Like a rondelle. Like, that totally makes sense. Right. yeah. Like, okay, I'm going to go to the go to the tavern, pick up some travelers. Okay, I'm going to go to this market, pick up some goods. All right, we're going to go drop them off. Like, and then we'll try it again, see who's at the tavern, get the goods. Like, it, it really, I think the rondelle really makes sense for this because you're merchants of the dark road. Like, it totally makes sense. And this would have been on my list, but you took it first, so. Yeah, and I, I hate that criticism about this game's always the same. They're board games. They're made of paper. Of course they are. And they were They're designed. made to be the same. They're always the same. Unless you're playing like Gloomhaven that you can play for 500 hours, different stuff. The game is going to be the same. That's the nature of it. That's just how they work. So It's yeah. like poker. It's always the same. Yeah. Euchre, always the same. You're going to get different cards. You're going to have different partners. The game is still the same. That's how they work. Yeah. I, I hate that critique so much. Yeah, but yes, I really like Merchants of the Dark Road. It's a really good game. Um, Because you already picked that, I thought I'm going to go into like a deeper dive. And this is a game that one of our lovely members of the Riveted mentioned. And we did we get his copy. Yeah, we bought it from him. Yeah, Um, which I feel sad they gave it. But he had good reasons for it. Yeah. right. Um, But the game is Finca. And. Finca is so cool. Like it's it's trading in the Mediterranean. I mean, <laughs> yeah, true. That the best like, theme, right? It's like super chill because you are moving your characters around this rondelle, right? To collect fruits, and I, there's also olives. And I guess maybe you might consider olives a fruit because I don't think they're a vegetable. But I haven't really looked at their. You know, yeah, background. I, it's fruit in the for this game, yeah. Uh, so you're collecting them so that you can make deliveries in these different areas of Italy. I imagine is that where it's at? Uh, I don't know. You're asking me. I know the game's called Finca. It's not. <laughs> it's not in America. That's all I know. Oh, good job. I'm, I I was trying. I haven't looked at the board in a while. Oh, Majorca. Yeah, sure. Finca. 
Majorca, Majorca, the Mediterranean out of Majorca, Majorca, yeah. Oh yeah, almonds aren't really fruits either, but they're in there too. So you're going around collecting them. It's they've got like the cool fruit pieces, which I also love. Kind of reminds me of the game Juicy Fruits, which I also love. Uh, but you really haven't. You have like a. You have to move your people in really good ways because you also need to cross certain boundaries to get donkeys because donkeys are going to allow you to actually deliver the goods. So not only do you have to get the goods, we have to deliver them, and you want to get you know like really maximize the amount of goods you're getting. Uh, so it's like this really cool, just clever play around this rondelle to get your fruits and drop them off around the island. So I, I, it's fun. It's It's got the chunky pieces that I love. And you really work in that rondelle to get the most out of your resource gaining and get, get you some donkeys. So yeah, my number three, Finca. Yeah, this one's really good. It's pretty light and it's really fast, but that way you can move your people around the rondelle is really... Really good. All right, so my number two, it is a rondelle, but you're not moving your people. The game is moving your people. And this game is called Zolkin. And this is a game that has four different, I think it's four, four or five different gears that you're going to be putting workers on. Now, the where the rondelle comes in is, you're gonna on your turn. You're either gonna put a worker down. Or you're gonna pick workers off. You have to at least put one down or pick one off on your turn. You can't do both. You can't put workers down and pick them up. But you can also, the longer you leave your people on the rondelle on the gear, it's going to turn and get to a better space to make it more valuable to take your worker off of the wheel. So you know, I'm gonna put my worker on this wheel at a really terrible spot, but I may let him sit there for seven turns while I'm doing other things on other wheels to get this one action that I really want or to put this crystal skull on this place that I really want to get a bunch of points. So while I'm not moving my character around the rondelle, I'm manipulating the rondelle every turn. There's some ways you can move the rondelle backwards. You can move the, you can skip it a couple notches forward if you want to. So it is a rondelle, but the game is manipulating the rondelle, if that makes sense. But I love this game. And I love that mechanism. It's really cool. So it had to be on the list. So my number two, Zulkin. We haven't played this in a while, but it's good. I I don't think, like, we didn't really discuss. We discussed a little bit the definition of Rondell. And I said, look, Rondell, the word is round. Like, it means there has to be a, a round piece. Jason thinks that you have to <laughs> move around a Rondell in order for it to be a Rondell game. And I disagree. I just think that the Rondell has to be a key part of how you play the game. When I when I think of a rondelle, I think of moving around on the thing. That's just me. I know that's not what it is, but that's just how I interpret it. So okay. that's why this one doesn't feel like a, a traditional rondelle to me because I'm not actually moving my people around the circle. But everybody is going onto a circle. Like I think that correct, it's yes, so correct. key to the game. You're not doing a lot of other things moving in other ways that aren't circular except for like those one like temple steps or whatever yeah that's true yeah it's like this yeah side thing yeah like a side track that's basically it so i feel like this is a definite example of a rondo game and you are too limiting in your definition well that's probably true yeah i agree with you (laughs) (laughs) um my number two though is things moving around the circle (laughs) (laughs) yep it is um and this is probably this is the newest game on here and that is Hickory Dickory. Um, this is the adorable little mouse game where your mice are moving around the clock to take actions. You are collecting items like little mice items, like marbles and buttons and such, um, to deliver to different places. You might get some nice stuff to deliver to Lord Cuckoo, which I think that name is just fun. Um, you can pick up some special tiles from Itsy Bitsy's Web. You know, just... Everything, it's like this classic, cute um, nursery rhyme made into a game theme. And I love it. And like your mice, they each have their own specific looking meeple. They can actually get on the clock hands and ride around from um, the different, to the different numbers on the clock. Like it's, it's such a good game. It's adorable and fun. So it's got this really accessible theme and it's light enough that you can teach it to, you know, beginning gamers, but it has enough depth to it that 
it is great for gamers, more more experienced gamers as well. So I really enjoy it. It's adorable. My number two, Hickory Dickory. Yeah, I didn't put this on mine because I figured you'd want to put it on yours, but it's definitely really good. And it kind of falls into the similar category as Zulkin because the game is kind of moving your people around. So yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I physically move oh, the clock yeah. hand, so I am moving my people. Well, we physically move the Zulkin gear too once every round. So exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's true. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I love that. Say that more times. Let's put no, that in that, a loop. That's it. Just, just two. <laughs> All right. So my number one is, I probably should have put another one down, but I didn't. And I'm sure Katie, <laughs> will, Katie will berate me later. But this is, when I thought of Rondell, this was the first one that popped into my head. We should have traded number ones is what we should have done. Yeah, we should have. But I had this written down first, so I, yeah, I'll stick with it. And that is Merlin which is a great Stefan Fell game. And this game, depending on if you have the expansion or not, could be multiple rondels. But if you just have the base game, it's a big round table, like Knights of the Round Table, that you're moving around. Your, your knight is moving around, different chairs. And you're going to be taking di- different actions where you land on. You're trying to get these... Um, you're trying to get apples. You're trying to build buildings in this little area control place. You're trying to get some of your people out on the board to get flags and fight these people who are climbing up your castle walls to defeat them and all that kind of thing. And if you have the expansion, you'll have a set, I guess, yeah, you'll have a separate uh, rondelle in the middle of the table that Arthur will move around, giving you kind of some different stuff to, to go on. Um, it's nothing but rondelle based. I mean, that's the crux of the game. Everything is a circle. Uh, even the locations where you're putting people are circles, you're moving them from one circle to another. Um, it's super good. Fantastic game. I love it. Um, so it had to be on the list because it is ultimate Rondell. So my number one, Merlin. Yeah, you just made me think of, we're not to the round table. We dance whenever we're able for Monty Python. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yes, Merlin is my favorite felds. It also is, when I thought of like, oh, Rondell games, Merlin was the only one I could think of at first. I'm like, well, I like Merlin, and that's yeah. about it. It's the most uh, obvious for sure. <laughs> yes, Merlin's my favorite feld. I really like it. Um, we have the Arthur expansion. I would like the Morgana expansion. We've discussed it heavily many times, but so expansive. It really is. Yeah, it is. Queen Games, come on, man. Um, but Merlin's super good, which it was going to be my number one, but Jason picked it already. So I'm like, fine. Guess what? I'll pick for my number one, which should have been Jason's, and I'm disappointed that he didn't pick it. And that is Wonderland's War. So Wonderland's War kind of has two different um, rondels, I would say, going on. So in part of Wonderland's War, you are moving around the tea party table to collect um, chips or Wonderlandians to be used in the second part of the game. So you are moving around a rondel, which happens to be a roundish oval table. <laughs> I think it's a. It's not perfectly. Round. Yeah, it's, it's not. So. Yeah, it's like oval, almost. But you are. Yeah. It is around. There's no. Yeah, yeah, yeah edges. Yeah. yeah. And then in the second half, you're going to actually have your war where you fight your different battles. Which again, it's not really battley. It's not. It's not anything like that. It's just like let's do a little like quacks game where I see how far I can push my luck and beat you, and we'll go, or not because I've got other goals anyway which is cool. Um, but you're moving, you start at one site and you move around to all the different sites until you complete the circle with all of those fights. Uh, Wonderland's War, we've talked about it many times. Jason's obsessed with it. He's mad that the new Kickstarter like pledge manager hasn't even come out yet. It's out. It just hasn't closed. Oh, like, how, so many, how much in, time are you going to give these people? Come on. Maybe in five years when it's fulfilled... We will have our big fancy edition of Wonderland's War, but um, two different kinds of round movement, which you are moving your own people around. So That's there true. you go. You are. It even meets Jason's narrow and incorrect definition of Rondell. <laughs> um, and it's just, it's just a really, it's a fun game. Um, so much more fun than we could have imagined with that kind of name and the poor advertising that was given to it. Come on, James, get it together. I know, buddy. Don't block me I'm on not- Facebook. Right, I'm not criticizing your game, okay? I just said I liked it. You're number one in my heart and in this list. <laughs> and in my t- almost my top number one of all time. So come on, don't block me. I'm just kidding around. <laughs> and and in our checkbook after we b- yeah, back the deluxe yeah. edition. Come on. Um, but 
yeah like we Jay, we didn't jason didn't play for a long time he was mad about the hype number one i said okay i'm gonna play this because i was interested in it right away when i saw it come out on kickstarter the first time he was like no it's a battle game blah, blah, blah. and i'm like i it's not the impression i got um but kind of and then i played it and it was really fun and now it's way up in Jason's top 100, which is also fake news, but it's a super good game that you move it around. So my number one, since I couldn't pick Merlin, is Wonderland's War. All right. You want me to talk about some of these honorable mentions so we can argue? Sure. The first one, absolutely not. Okay. So the reason it's on this list, on BGG, Board Game Geek, if you don't know what that is, there were only 200 games that mentioned Rondell. 200 out of like 20-some thousand. And this was one of them. And that game is Concordia. No. Now, in Concordia, you are moving your boat around a map. And you can do that in a circular pattern if you want to. So, I'm going to allow it on this list. I love Concordia, okay? It's a great game. It is not a Rondell game. That is malarkey. You can take that up with Board Game Geek. They're like they know anything. Give me a break. <laughs> a game isn't released yet, and somehow it's ranked number one, even yeah. though five people have played it and only two people own it. Yeah, right. I okay. mean, that, that's true. That's not Board Game Geek's fault. That's the user's fault. Don't but. even get me started on <laughs> on that. Okay. And humans are fallible. I've met a lot of dumb people that are in charge of websites. So I'm sorry. This is not a Rondell. No it's, way. We'll say it's, it's Rondell. Game, how about it's Rondell adjacent? How about that? No, no, it's not. It is not a rondel. There's, it's a route, <laughs> route building game. All right. And the routes about, aren't in the circles. Let's talk about the next one, which does have some circles in it. Yes, this one, I, I'll allow it. <laughs> so the next game is called Corrosion. And we've only played this once. We had it in our house for a while. We were borrowing it, but we never got to play it again. And this, in this game, you're taking some gears and you're building this little player board in front of you. And you're turning these gears to get different types of actions and points and all that kind of thing connecting them together and all that stuff it has gears they are around they're turning therefore it's a rondo game you're not really putting people on it but you do have gears that are turning which is cool yeah and the turning actually like contributes to the actions you can take and what you can do correct so it really is key to the gameplay and that one i think absolutely fits also i think the next one crusaders totally fixed well you have a rondo no that's what i was talking about earlier this is, All right. this is Mincala versus Rondell. Your action selection at the beginning here is Mincala. But does Mincala count as a Rondell game because you're moving things around a circle? But you can Mincala in a non-Rondell. Point in case, five tribes. That's true. That, that is true. It's not Rondell Mancala. They're not synonymous. This is a Rondell Mancala then, yes. Right. And so a Rondell is significant to how you play the game because you have to move around this circle in specific ways to get your actions. Yeah. Yes, there is a board where other moving is happening, but all of that happens based on how you move the Rondell. Board Game Geek had this one as well. So they're they're getting back. They're getting back in the good graces. Um, Yes, that one I'll allow. The next one I was going to put on my list. um, It's new. And you, while you're building a, a weird conglomeration of tiles in front of you to get all the different seeds and things that you need, you move around a rondelle and garden bow. Yeah. It's, your action selection is the rondelle deal. Yes. Uh, it's so, the big main part of the board. Yeah. The whole board is basically just a round, round circle. Well, it's a square board, but it has a round circle that you're moving around. Um, Heaven and Ale is on here. You're moving around the board. As far as you want to collect things, can't go backwards. But again, a, the board is square. You move around the square edge but, of the board, don't but you? But it doesn't. No, the the board is square, but the thing that you're moving around is, is the same shape as the table in Wonderland's War. Oh, it's oval. Yes, because there's other stuff on the board aside from that track or the yeah yeah. So it, it's not square. Okay. So has a uh, a rondelle in it. Next one was on BGG as well, and it's called Iki. Now, here's here's what they're saying here. Each of these stalls, there's like four on each side of the board. And what's what's happening is when you hit the end, you jump sides and you start going down the other side. So you're basically taking this continuous loop around this board to visit these stalls to trade in stuff to score points. So I think that's why it's on the list. 
You move in a rectangle. No. No. It's like two. It's You're just moving down one line and up another line. That is not a rondelle. It is not a circle. Um, I love Iki. I, it's such a good game. I want to play it again so badly. It's not a rondelle. No. Like, I don't even, I don't know why. Ugh. All right. So the next one, Katie hasn't played yet because I won't let her play it. And it it's is true. called Kraftwagen. Um, now, the only part of this game that actually has a rondelle in is the action selection piece. And it's this round space where you're taking tiles and you're moving it. So you, whoever's farthest back on this track gets to pick the next action. You can pick any tile that you want, but then you have to move your piece that far. So, you know, kind of jumping over spaces is going to take it longer to come back to your turn. But that's a continuous circle that you keep moving stuff around. It actually might be a square, but I think I think it's a circle. Uh, but you're moving stuff around continuously to keep this network of action selection going. So it has some rondelle in there. No argument on that one? I've never played it, so I don't know. Okay, good. Then I win. <laughs> I, well, it's not. You don't win anything. I have. It's not a battle because I have no nothing to contribute to that because I haven't played it. Because you won't let me play it. Probably because I hate that other stupid car game, which doesn't make any sense. And then you want me to play this card game, which actually might make sense. <laughs> it makes more sense than Kanban, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. And I don't know why this, uh, not the next one, but the next one is um, Queen's Architect, which I don't think you've played. And I've only played it once with Brandon. No. Uh, this is a game where you have these, they're like octagons, tiles. I think that's where they're getting the rondelle in this, is you're putting these on this little player board and you're turning them around to give you the strength of your worker so it can't be round because it's got to like actually click into the board but it's functioning like a round thing that you're spinning it's just not 100% round I don't know if that counts or not but it was on BGG it sounds suspicious to me you're turning no it way to- I'm looking at the board no there is no freaking rondelle not in this the thing. board your player board those little characters you have to turn and and level up Mm. And I'm actually removing the next one because I just wrote stuff down that BGG was saying and they're way wrong on that. It's a star and then you stick stuff around the star? I don't. That is shady. Well, either way, it's on BGG, so you guys can go look that up and see what you think. The next one is Teotihuacan. I don't know how you say it. Uh, but the I like whole- to say Teotihuacan. Again, this was, on, <laughs> this was on BGG as well, but the board is not circle. It's the same deal as Iki. You're moving around a rectangular board, but you're always going continuously around over and over and over and over. So I think that's kind of why they lumped it into this. I, uh, I just, I just don't, I don't see it. I just don't understand. This looks like it's like mahjong. No one said that mahjong tiles are laid out in a rondelle. Like, uh, no. Not the pyramid, how you're actually moving your dice around the board. Oh, I was like, what? The pyramid is not a rondelle at all. <laughs> I, okay, that's what I thought. I'm like, I did not. No. No. You're you're moving around a rectangle around the outside of the board. It's not a, it's no. No. All right, I didn't, I didn't mark it down, but. Okay, Winterborn is the next one, and yes. There is it, a rondelle on that one. It has some Mancala stuff in it too, I think. Uh, we haven't played it for oh a long gosh. time. Oh my gosh. Mancala doesn't mean that it can't be a rondelle. Get I know. off of this. I'm just because trying to Trajan th- is our next one, and that <laughs> it, you, you're, all your actions on the other board are based on what you do in the rondelle, whether it's Mancala or not. Like, also, so I learned how to play Mancala when I was a child on this board that my aunt brought back from Nigeria. It it's was hand carved wood. Awesome. That's right, it's a rectangle. <laughs> Mancala does not mean rondelle. But you can do Mancala in a rondelle, therefore making it a rondelle. All right, moving on from rondelles and Mancala. We can't. That's like the whole <laughs> that's the whole episode. Next up is Antarctica. This I haven't game, played this one. I don't know. Yeah, you haven't played this one. Uh, it. I think I've only. I might have played it with Brandon, but I've played it by myself a couple times. Um, you are a boat, an ice boat, or an, a scientist in Alaska, and you're moving this boat around the board counterclockwise, and you're moving the sun around the board the other way, and the sun's going to 
melt the ice so wherever your boat is you can take action so it's like it's the same rondelle but they're going in different directions to allow different actions so i it's not listed but i think it fits okay i don't know uh aquasphere i i don't know i put this one down it might be a stretch but you're moving your workers from different uh pods in the aquasphere in circles while walking through the corridors trying to get to these different locations to activate your robots and do the actions. I think it works. It's not a traditional rondel, rondel, but I think it works. Just because the word sphere is in it doesn't mean... Sphere means round. <laughs> I I actually think this one's a fair... It is a rondel. I, I, I hate this game, but I think it is a rondel. All right, so the next one is another uh, controversial pick. No, no, it's not controversial. It's dumb. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> and dumb. this is uh, Great Western Trail. So this one was listed on BGG, I'm pretty sure. And I think why they're saying this is a rondelle is because you're moving. The board is moving in a circular pattern. <laughs> and you're getting up to Kansas City and you're coming back down to the beginning. And you're going to keep moving in that pattern throughout the game until the game is over. So while the board is square and it's not necessarily a circle that you're moving around, it is a circular pattern on a square board. No, it is not a circular pattern on a square board. It is a trail. The trail is not in one big circle. I would say Maracaibo is more of... I had that. You yelled at me. Because it's stupid. But it's more Rondell than Great Western Trail. All right. So no, we'll, we'll say, I, I'm looking. I'm looking at this. We'll just great, because you come back to the beginning doesn't mean you tr- you went in a circle. We'll say Great Western Trail slash Maracaibo. How about that? Oh, my gosh. And I just added the last one when we were talking, because we did talk about this before, and somehow it got left off the list. And that is Mask of the Red Death. This is a rondelle. Yeah, the rooms are in a circle. Yes, and you're moving your people and death around these different rooms to try to get clues. And in the first half, you're trying to get a whole bunch of stuff. And then second half, you're trying to avoid death. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's definitely around. It's definitely a rondelle. Yeah, it was going to be on my list. Uh, but I just talked about it when we talked about deductions, so I decided I wouldn't feature it as heavily. But it's definitely Rondell, better than freaking Great Western Trail. Give me a break. Snow Concordia, that's for sure. Oh my gosh, exactly. It actually fits <laughs> the definition of Rondell. Oh boy, <laughs> All right, so those are all the honorable mentions and a little bit of controversy <laughs> to go along with it. Yeah, you're welcome to duke it out about these games on our socials. You're allowed to be wrong, too. I don't care. Tell I want you all to tell me how awesome Concordia is as a pick. That's what I want to know. Concordia who, who is a agrees, great game. It's not a rondelle. Who agrees it's, that Concordia is a rondelle? Back me up. Silence. That's, <laughs> that's the sound well, well. that you're going to hear from everyone in the riveted, in our socials, in our listening audience, they're not going to back your play on Concordia. Well, I mean, I know you're not going to back my play, but they might back my play. No, I'm telling you, they're not going to. Right, everybody? The first one that does it. Gets a high five. Highest of fives. No. You're on my list. <laughs> Don't threaten the listeners. They can agree with me if they want to. They can, but there are consequences. <laughs> We can't record this late. I, like, lose my mind. It's actually not it, as late as normal. <laughs> I know. It's, like, 10 o'clock, and I'm like, woo, I'm crazy. Uh, it's been a long day, everybody. I'm telling you right now. It's crazy. <laughs> Get, I'm getting slap happy. It's like I had dairy. Did I have dairy? I did. Yeah, you had that uh, lasagna fruit-based thing. Yeah, so have you guys... Maybe you have. Seen, like, these... Poorly named desserts, but you're like, oh, it looks good. So I saw this one that a lot of people have posted on Facebook. This lemon blueberry lasagna is what it's called. But it's really more like a a no-bake, like, blueberry cheesecake lemon pudding layered pie. And I made it, and it was delicious. So I had my dairy. I had a lot of sugar. Um... Kind of hopped up on some allergy meds right now, so anything I've said in this podcast, if you made it this far, I, I can't. I I I won't be held responsible for my for what I said. 
This is why I don't listen back to our episodes because I'll just die of embarrassment. Yeah, the I can't. Stuff that I said. I can't believe that Katie said Concordia was a rondel. What a shut up. Jeez, come on. Everybody knows it's not a rondel. We will. We will take this up later. Okay. <laughs> All right, so our listeners have distance from me. You don't. That's true. You're going to hit me where no one can see. <laughs> no one can see because it's on the radio. <laughs> That's true. All right. So before I incriminate myself, we should probably wrap this up. <laughs> All right. I have been Katie. And I'm Jason. Keep gaming, everybody. Keep gaming. <laughs>